Hello, everyone. This is Shalom Bam. Welcome back to Daf Shavu as we study Masechus Yavamas Daf Ayin Dalid. Thank you to Rabbi Israeli. We're going to miss his shiurim, but I'm sure he'll be back pretty soon. It happens to be that we're uh, in the sugya of discussing an RL. I'll be dealing with some of the issues on the Daf as well as some issues that come off the Daf. And the Hashkachas Hashem that this is the week, Parshas Vayera, where we talk about Bris Mila. I wanted to start with reading you something from Rabbi Salavechik. In Parshas Vayera, Hashem visits Avraham after he has joined the covenantal community, submitted himself to circumcision. The Rabbi is basically saying that with the Bris Mila, not being an RL, there's a new relation with Hashem. And listen to this. If a Jew is uncircumcised, which means he's an RL, not only has he not fulfilled the mitzvah of circumcision and thus is subject to excision, karis, but he also lacks something of Kedushas Yisrael, the sanctity of Israel. He's a Jew, but not a Ben Bris, a member of the covenant. Within the covenantal community, God addresses himself to man in a natural way. He engages man in dialogue. Indeed, within the covenantal community, man and God are friends. So a bris milah, as the Rav is explaining, is not just being a kiyam of a mitzvah, but it's what creates the bond, the friendship bond, which is a big theme in Sefer Bereshis. That is why the Ramban interprets Yaakov's phrase, that God who has been roa osi all of my life. If you look into 48.15 later on in Bereshis. So that's just a little bit of a, a bris Torah and... That is what's happening with a bris mila as challenging as it is. Now, one of the issues that you may have addressed comes up in this uh, daf, and it obviously plays out in the entire uh, parak. is what happens if a person is an RL, but not by choice. Just to show you the relevance of some of these issues, you know, once in a while we read about a country that doesn't allow a Jew to get circumcised, you know, back in Russia, and then halacha questions come up. You know, that's a situation where a person is forced to be an RL. We'll come back also to something from the beginning about a person's forced to be an RL, where it's halachically uh, justified. But there, there was an article, happens to be this week, you know, in October 11th, 2021, Times of Israel, <clears throat> new U.S. Jewish group aims to normalize not circumcising, wants synagogues to help called Bruchem, says it's giving a voice to those who seek other ways to join the Jewish covenant. You know, in our Parsha, we see the multiple covenants. So this is obviously fundamental. I'll just read you the beginning. When Ilana Johnson was shopping around, look what you get in Da'afa When Ilana Johnson was shopping around for a synagogue three years ago, the mother of four approached, happened to be a conservative congregation in Lincoln, Nebraska, to ask about joining. For most synagogues, such an inquiry would have been a no-brainer. Again, in the Orthodox synagogue, it's not so pushed. We have to make sure they're Jewish. But Johnson had elected not to circumcise her three sons. This is not even a question that we have to ask. And Johnson said the synagogue told her she was welcome to enroll her sons, but that without circumcision, they would not be allowed to celebrate their bar mitzvahs. Just incredible. Now, some of these issues are old issues in early reform movement. These were different discussions that came up, but we'll try to get into some of the um, practical halachas. In, but I figure you get some history with Shalom Baum back this week. In 1843, the Society of the Friends of the Reform 
for you yekes in Frankfurt am Main was in favor of abolishing circumcision. And um, <clears throat> we have a category of a person who's called a mumer la'arlo, an apostate regarding circumcision. So, Baruch Hashem, we've come a long way. Today there are other issues sometimes that will be debated. Mitzitzah b'peh, mitzitzah lo b'peh. We're not going through all the halachas of Mila. But our daf is clearly dealing with a situation of, which you've been discussing, trumas and maestras, for an arel. And um, I'll try to throw in a couple of other contemporary applications. Now we already established back to the Mepharshim on the Mishnah, that an uncircumcised Kohen cannot eat truma. The assumption is that the Mishnah is referring even to a Kohen who's not allowed to have a bris mila. This goes back to Samach Vav, Samach Dalet on the base. If there were two brothers that died from the procedure, so then no one else, another boy, definitely the next boy, would not be able to have a mila. It's considered to be an ones, but he's still, according to, um, he's an ones, but he's still an arel. So he's similar, if you remember, the Tuslis Yishanim said, to like a child before the eighth day, where there's a questionable status of um, eating truma. There's a lot to say about this. You know, Baruch Hashem today, I don't think these issues come up so much. But it could be, it could be. It's but we're not talking about over here, where a person is a uh, a mummer or sometimes referred to as a mishumud laarelus. What I wanted to do with you, just to make it a little bit different, and it's my first time back. I wanted to show you some shilas that came up in the last couple hundred years. These were big issues, you know. I'd say pre-America. I haven't dealt with these shilas in America. I mean, I've had to deal with Mila. I've had to deal with situations of Gairus. Someone had a Mila that was not done necessarily properly, and there's a need for a tough side down. But as far as whether being an RL would knock someone out, not from Trumos and Maestros, but from some other mitzvahs. Now, the first reaction that you're generally going to have before I get into some of the Makoros that I'm going to do with you today, is absolutely not. But you have to think about this on two levels. You have to think about it from the father's perspective, which you're going to find in a number of chuvos that we're punishing the father because it's not the kid's choice at eight days old. So then what happens to this kid at his bar mitzvah? We know he didn't have a bris mila. Maybe we should punish the father, but how about the kid? Is there a halacha that an RL cannot lane, cannot get an aliyah, cannot daven, cannot duchen? And you wouldn't believe how many shaylas and shuvas there are on this topic. Late 1800s, early 1900s. Rav Hirsch, Rav Hildesheimer, Rav David Svi Hafman, uh, Ritz, Rav Yitzchak Achan and Spectre. And um, I want to show you some of these chuvos. shows you how far we've come, but they could come up today. And it ties into the general question. You know, we're studying these parashios, Avram Avinu, and being Makarev people. So it's true that, you know, being Makarev a person with a sword or with a knife is not the easiest way, but at the end of the day, that's the Torah. 
you surrender to the will of Hashem. So we're not going to say for humanistic reasons, we're not going to, or in order to be Makari people, we're not going to require bris milah. That's not what we're talking about. But if someone already has chosen not to get a milah, at least not yet, is there any flexibility? Again, the general assumption is going to be this person isn't really part of the community. That's what we're going to think, and that's what many of the tshuvas will say. But we're going to qualify it somewhat with some nuances. So it'll make the uh, shear interesting and relevant. Before we go back to uh, some of the old shailas, so we have the shailas of tshuvas, Igros Moshe, of Ramosha Feinstein, and Arachayim Chelik Beis, Simon Lama Gimel. It's a very packed tshuva. He discusses in the first issue of Kohen Shinasa Grusha. But then he says, how about a Kohen Arel, Lunasias Kapayim? Could a Kohen who's an Arel go Duchen? And then he talks about uh, other aspects of a Kohen who's an Arel. Now, the bottom line is, and we're going to have to keep this in mind, the Magen Avraham, which Ramosha brings down over here, and Simon Kufchafches, Sifkata Nundalat, says straight out that an Arel could duchen, afilu lo mal even if it was done b'mezid. So he himself decided not to get a mila. And there's a whole reasoning that's given. I don't want to get into the whole thing. There are others, such as the Bach, that disagree. The Bach says that the Rambam disagrees. But what Ramosha discusses here, and that's why I wanted to bring it up, he discusses a lot of other issues. But he brings something that relates to that article that I quoted before, where you have a father who says, you know, I don't want my kid to have the pain of Mila, maybe it's some type of agenda. And Ramosha says in this tshuva, listen, that's a problem for the father. And we have to deal with the father. But the son, even when he's bar mitzvah, he's really not an independent agent. You know, once you become bar mitzvah, you're going to have the chiyav of doing mila yourself. So since the Magen Avram says that an arel could be duchen, Ramosha relies on that. And he says the following, if you're dealing with a situation where it's the father's fault, that's the case that he's discussing. And it's, you know, because he thinks it causes sar. And Ramosha says this guy is Pairish Menatsibor. He's like creating not only a Pairish Menatsibor, but he's saying that the Torah is cruel. He says, He says, not only could he do Duchening, which is the case of the Mugan Avram, but he could get an Aliyah. Even if the father said, I'm not giving my kid lahachis a bris mila. Keep in mind, this is not going to work for truma, which is in our sugya. It's not going to work for carbon pesach, because there, you're not allowed to have someone who's in Arel. Ramosha, let's go back to Ramosha. Ena ben mumar, he, the kid is not considered, just because his father was a mumar, the father's not a mumar, which means he's rebelling against the Torah or re- re- rebelling even against Mila, and then Ramosha says, we should be nice to this kid, and maybe we could bring this kid closer to the Rebona Shlolom, that when he gets older, he'll see the way he was treated, when he's really in his own Rishus, 
Incredible. So here Moshe has an allowance. Both as far as the C.S. Kapayim and as far as an aliyah. But my main point is that the RL doesn't knock the person out of being a full-fledged Jew. Doesn't mean meal is not important, obviously. But he's discussing, I guess, the American situation. Now we have a tshuva that I'm going to spend uh, a bit of time on, which takes a very different approach. This is a shaila that came up in 1962 to the Minchas Yitzchak. It's in Chelek Dal at Could there be a Ba Mitzvah? He's talking about even a Chagigas Ba Mitzvah. I don't know if he means a party as well as the laning or just the laning. He definitely means the laning. And he's responding over here to a Rav from. Paris, the great Mitzchatz Yitzchak. When he does this analysis, it's not just a halachic analysis, which is the allowance of a posek. He's dealing over here with what are we going to be doing if we're going to allow people that do not have a bris milah to be considered full-fledged uh, parts of the community. It's going to end up with a disaster. Because it's not just going to be the dinamila, it's going to be in other areas that are going to be totally compromised. I'll read you a little bit of it. This is the question. What uh, the Midrash Yitzchak says is, I can't even believe that such things are happening even in our generation. This is the 1960s. I'm going to show you some earlier shuvos going back to Rav uh, Hirsch and some others as well. And he goes on in this shuva. It's based on a Chacham Tzvi, Simon Lamed Ches. The bottom line is that this person cannot be included. He says he's worse than even a Mechal Shabbos because Mechal Shabbos, he violates Shabbos at one moment. This kid or adult, whatever it may be, every second that he doesn't have the bris mila, he is violating a Isser Aseh. It's one of the Isser Aseh that gets karis. He brings a number of proofs to support his opinion. What's clear from this is, you know, obviously his position. And uh, he tries to support it with Rishonim, but it goes beyond just the issue of the Rishonim. And he says, he quotes from Rabbi Chesko Abramsky, could you be Masada Kedushin for Yisrael RL? And he says, Without going through all the details right now, the bottom line is, he says, absolutely not. What he's discussing is in the past they would force such a person to get a Mila. But today, since we don't have the power of Bezdin, the only power we have left is to not 
allow such prohibitions to take place. Unbelievable. Af imlo mitzad hadin shall puzzle bikdushin. Rak mishum taras So the, his bottom line is that hopefully what would happen is if the community treats this person in this way, maybe he's going to have regret on his sin. Definitely could not get in Leah. But what you should do is have Rahmanis on the person and, you know, daven for them, and hopefully they'll return. It's interesting that both Reb Moshe and the Minchas Yitzchak have the same goal, but it's a very different approach, obviously, and you'd have to see, you know, how it plays out in each situation, which is the way some of the Achronim later commentaries deal with situations in Mila, where someone didn't have a, a, a bris. You have to understand what was the situation. Was it a situation where it was allowed, you know, by the government? Was it a situation maybe where there's a government that was threatening? Was it pressure coming from the parents? You have the whole situation of people in Russia who couldn't have a bris. So that's a totally different thing. And the, there, you're going to give the person a bris. Would they hold back giving an aliyah if his bris is scheduled for next week? So you have to look at each situation a little bit uh, differently. Just to give you, I've mentioned before, who was the Minchas Yitzchak, Rabbi Yitzchak Yaakov Weiss, 1902 to 1989. Very, very important Rav of the Yedi Haredis in Yerushalayim. But before that, uh, in Hungary, Munkach, and very crucial uh, Chuvos, popular Chuvos. He actually, uh, we'll talk about him in greater detail in something else relating to Yavamas that is going to uh, come up. So I mentioned before Rav Hirsch. So in the Sefer that we have of Rav Hirsch, Shemesh Merapi, the number of uh, discussions, both uh, articles, shuvos relating to this whole Mila issue, where he was getting questions from all over. First thing he says, or at least first thing that I'm mentioning, is if there's any government rule, this seemed to be happening uh, Somewhere in uh, Central Europe, there was a government rule against Mila. So he talks about how it's the whole community's responsibility to fight it. He also says that a person who is lahachis uh, against Mila is treated like a machal shavis b'fahesia, and then may be excluded from the community, leaning, of course, towards getting leos and everything else. Now, I came across a tshuva of the great three-day Aish. The Sri Deish was Ripetil Yaakov Weinberg, who was a Rav in um, Germany, the Hildesheimer Academy before the war, and then he ended up in Switzerland. And he says, La you could give a bar mitzvah boy, similar to the tshuva that we saw, who is, does not have a mila because his father chose not to give him. You could give him a bar mitzvah, you could let him do everything. Here's your classic case of Tinok Shanishpa, which is, of course, a term that we've referred to before, like a captive child, literally Beves Aviv. And um, he's also giving the father a break that the father most likely, especially if the father's uneducated, is not doing the Mila, is not uh, giving the Mila 
because he's rebelling, but because he thinks it's uh, a medical issue, or he doesn't want to make his kid suffer, but not because he's a mummer lahachis. But then he says at the end, this is in Chelik Aleph, Simon Yud Aleph, Amud Lamed, the different versions of this, and then down to Yud Gimel, Hine calls that hula halacha, but that's halachically. Avalamasa, Efsha, Shabinasibos, Yuduos. You know, every community is going to have to decide on their own because maybe they have to send the message out that uh, we're not honoring anyone who doesn't have a bris because there's a communal issue that we want to have more people having a bris. Okay, we went from Yavamis dealing with bris mila. Remember the halachas of Truma, and uh, we'll continue next week. Have a great week of learning.